wake up, first thing you do is check your emails. You skip breakfast, run out the door, check your phone on your commute, you eat lunch at your desk, or skip it entirely. You stay at work late, come home, and then log back on. You fall asleep dreaming about all the work you have to do. You wake up and repeat. You're grinding. You're going 110 kilometers per hour. You're giving it 120%. You won't take sick days. You won't say no to work, even when you're at capacity. You are part of the hustle culture. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the All Caught Up podcast. This is actually going to be the final episode for season one. I cannot believe it. I always wanted to start a podcast and I never thought I would get it off the ground. I always thought it was just going to be a pipe dream. So to be able to say that I've recorded a whole season, well, I can't believe it. I feel so lucky and privileged to have had such amazing guests come on and share their stories and to all the listeners who have tuned in and everyone who supported me, I really do thank you. Um, this won't be the end for the podcast, but I do just need to take a little bit of a break because a bit of a life update, I've just started a second job. So I'm going to be doing 40-hour work weeks at my current job and then 20 hours at this new job that I'm starting. So I'm going to be very busy and I have amazing plans for season two. I really want to take um, the All Caught Up podcast in a specific direction and season one has just been me figuring it out, getting used to talking to a microphone, but for season two there's going to be some really cool things and I want to be able to put my 110% into it and I feel like recently I haven't been able to give 110% to this podcast just because I am so busy. And so, yeah, I'm going to be taking a small break with this podcast and then I'm going to be back. And I'm going to be back better than ever. You best be ready. You best believe it because I've already got some incredible guests lined up. And yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. So because I'm starting, I'm about to do 60 hour weeks. I thought today's chat's going to be a little bit more serious than some of my other ones. I think it's an incredibly important topic. I've just seen so many of my friends and myself go through this. And so I think it's a really timely reminder for myself and for other people who may be going through this that, you know, it doesn't have to be this way. So in this episode, I'm going to be unpacking the idea of the hustle culture. How we as humans are judged and valued on our ability to work. And how constant pressure to be perfect can eventually lead to burnout. And also how imposter syndrome is so high within millennials right now. I don't know if that's something you've heard of, but seriously, the way I hear my friends and myself talk about ourselves in terms of our career and our goals, our career and goals and whether we deserve our promotions and our pay rise and everything, is it's just crazy. So that actually led me to put up a story the other weekend asking if any of you had suffered from burnout or imposter syndrome. And get this. 96% of you have suffered from burnout and 71% have suffered from imposter syndrome. That's crazy. 
That's majority of us. That's almost 100% of my listeners have experienced burnout. And I think there is this huge push at the moment for the hustle culture. You know, working long hours, working on the weekend, that rise and grind mentality. It's literally when overworking becomes your life. That's it. It's your lifestyle. You overwork. It's not just like a short period of time when you're like, got this to get this really big project done. It's like, it is every day. This is a constant in your life. And don't get me wrong, I believe in hard work, most definitely. And there are definitely times where you need to go and be up and beyond, like say you're working on a specific project. But it's when you start feeling guilty for not doing work outside of your work hours or taking time to relax and do something you enjoy and feeling guilty because you're not doing work, that's when it's time to reevaluate. So... As someone who has experienced burnout from the sort of hustling and overworking, uh, I know that this time when I'm doing my 60-hour work weeks that I'm going to do things differently and that I'll ensure that while I'm still working hard, I keep the balance. And this literally goes for everyone, whether you're doing, whether you're working part-time, whether you're working 40-hour weeks, whether you do 80-hour nights, whether it's the same as 40-hour weeks, isn't it? Whatever it is. Whatever the normal amount of hours you are supposed to work, you can still get burnt out. You don't have to be doing 60-hour work weeks to get burnt out. You could be doing 20-hour work weeks and you could still burn out. So what exactly is burnout? According to the World Health Organization, burnout is a syndrome contextualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. So this happens when you've been overworking and being stressed for an extended period of time. Basically, the constant stress that you put on your body sends it into flight or fight mode and releases a chemical called cortisol. And I've been doing heaps of research on this recently because having too much cortisol in your body can cause gut issues, weight gain. This is really fascinating actually and maybe that's A topic I'll talk about in another episode about your gut and how it affects the rest of your body. Because as someone who has gut issues, it's just like, it's actually incredible how much everything is linked. Anyway, I'm digressing. So when you're you're hustling and you're working hard and you're doing all these hours, your, your body basically doesn't rest. And that is the only way to reduce cortisol to stop your body from producing this stress chemical, you need to rest. So I know I've talked about this before, um, but so I did suffer from burnout. I was working, so my normal 40 hour work week, and then I would be doing an additional six to eight hours on the weekend. I would stay late every day. I would get in early and I wouldn't take my lunch breaks. And I completely burnt out. I was physically and mentally exhausted and I just didn't have the strength to fight it any longer. My productivity went down. I had really bad mental health. I had no energy. I was, at one point I was actually physically like frozen in a constant state of anxiety and panic. 
that I couldn't move from my desk because what happens if an email came in and there was something else that needed to be done and I missed it? It actually got to a point where I was like wishing that I would get appendicitis or something so that I would go to hospital and I wouldn't have to work, which I know is seriously like, that's effed up, that's not healthy. Um, and so I actually ended up taking a week off work to try and reco recover, but unfortunately it wasn't enough and the damage had been done. I hadn't taken care of myself. I had taken on too much and I hadn't learned how to say no. And I really wish that I had noticed those warning signs earlier because it definitely is something that we can control and manage and make sure that, you know, that complete burnout doesn't happen. So I guess in order to stop burnout, we need to know what we're looking out for. These are some of the common signs of burnout. Exhaustion, so you're mentally and physically drained. And even a good night's sleep can't re-energize you. Paired with this constant like feeling of being overwhelmed. So with your workload, you feel like you've got so much on, you're never going to get it done. You feel guilty when you aren't doing work, when even in your free time. And you're actually less efficient. Like something that used to take you a couple hours to complete is now taking you all day. You feel anxiety around your work performance. So like even when you're praised and they say, oh, that was amazing. You did such a good job. You don't feel like you did enough. You don't feel like you were good enough. And then there are also many, many physical signs of burnout, which include headaches and body aches, insomnia, mood swings. The list really goes on. If you are experiencing any of the above symptoms, it might be time to stay to take a step back and look at what you can do to help restore some of that balance, reduce some of that cortisol and stress, and help you to get through it. I put up a story on my Instagram this weekend and I had a few people send in advice on what they did to help them in their situations. Obviously this is a very like personal experience and everyone's going to be affected differently and different things are going to help everyone, but Basically, everyone responded with self-care. And we know self-care looks different from everyone. From everyone, for everyone. But one thing's to certain, it should include rest. Whether that's just relaxing in bed, watching Netflix, or you're more of an active relaxer, so like you like walking or painting or baking. You definitely need to rest and it needs to be away from work. So what are some more tangible things we can do to ensure we don't burn out, but are still, you know, giving it all out, giving it all at work in a healthy way? Okay. These are some of the things that really helped me. First was to set clear boundaries. So to have a schedule which includes rest time and hobby time and stick to it. So I allow myself this time to enjoy other things. So basically what you want to do is set up like from 8.30 to 5.30 you're at work. Um, from 5.30 to 6 you go for a walk and that's non-negotiable time. Then 6.30 to 7 dinner and then after that whatever you want, but it is just important to make sure that you set those clear boundaries and follow them, and while it may seem really hard at first, it will definitely get easier. What also helped me was 
setting an out of office in the evenings and on the weekdays to say that I would come back to them in the morning or on the Monday if it was the weekend and then to not check my emails. Um, if this sounds too stressful for you, I recommend setting a time that you're allowed to check your emails once on the weekend. So say, for example, you wake up and you're allowed to check your emails at 9am and then not again for the rest of the day. Because if it is an emergency or something super important, your team or client, they will definitely call you. And if they don't, anything else can wait till Monday. Number three would be to get a really good sleep routine going. Uh, trying to go to bed at the same time every day and wake up at the same time every day just to help your body relax and reduce some of that cortisol. And the other things you can do is go for walks outside because getting fresh air can really help. It may not feel like it in the moment, but you will feel more refreshed and your brain will feel more relaxed. Five is utilize a strong support network and six is if you need to reach out to a professional. So this leads me on to the topic of imposter syndrome, which I don't think is caused by the hustle culture as such, but it does go hand in hand. If you're feeling like an imposter, you're going to push yourself harder and harder and work much longer hours to try and fix that feeling, and as a result, burn out. This is actually something that I'm dealing with at the moment, and I've seen many people very close to me struggle with. We may be young and we may be female, but we deserve as just as much as everyone else to be successful. You don't have to have 45 years of experience to know what you're doing. For anyone who isn't familiar with the term imposter syndrome, it's basically this feeling as though you aren't good enough or you're a fake and a fraud and you don't deserve to be in the position you're in. Even if you are doing a really good job and you're getting the results, if you feel like an imposter, you don't believe it. This can be quite common in people who suffer from anxiety or have recently started a new job. You can also be more susceptible to it based on your upbringing, parenting, and schooling styles, which I think is really interesting. As someone who went to a private girls' school, they very much had a focus on achieving and being the best, and you wanted to be the best, and it was quite competitive. So I think that's really interesting and where it sort of made link for me because you always wanted to strive and be the best, and if you weren't the best... They didn't really care about you. Um, and studies have actually shown that 70% of people will experience this in their lifetime at one point or another, which is seriously huge. So imposter syndrome shows up differently in different people. And these are the five common types. The perfectionist. Their work could always be better. They fixate on flaws and mistakes, and they can't see their strengths. They put high amounts of pressure on themselves, and as a result, it causes high amounts of anxiety. There's also the superhero, or as I like to call it, the yes man. Because they're feeling inadequate or like a fraud, they push themselves and they take on more than they can handle and end up overworking and burning out. The soloist. They won't ask for help as they're scared of looking weak or like they don't know what they're doing, so they work alone. The natural genius who sets unreachable goals for themselves and are devastated when they don't reach them. 
And lastly, the expert. Never happy with their level of knowledge, doesn't think they know enough or are qualified enough for the job. If any of these sound like you, please know that you are not alone and that you are worthy of your job, your, pro your promotion, your pay rise, whatever it is. You earned it, whether you think you did or not. So what can we do if we're feeling this way? A lot of online resources recommend talking about it, and I couldn't agree more. Whether that is with a trusted friend or a professional, talking about self-doubt and the problems you're facing at work can stop them from festering and help you reshape the way you think. Have you ever like said something you're thinking out loud and then you realize it's not actually as big as, as big of a problem as you've made it out to be? That's what talking about it can do and can really help bring you down and help you stay centered. Secondly, it's to make sure you document and share your achievements. This can help showcase that you are good at what you're doing. And last but not least, remember, feelings are not facts. You may not feel good enough, but is that a fact? No, it's not. So I guess what I wanted to get across on this episode is that it's important to look after yourself. While I get that we're all hustling and we want to be successful, it's important to take breaks to ensure we can get there and we don't destroy ourselves in the process. If any of you think you are struggling with burnout or imposter syndrome, please feel free to message me. I will also share the link to some great resources in the episode bio. Before I wrap up, I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who encouraged me to create this podcast and have supported me along the way. To all my guests who have taken the time out of their lives to share their stories, thank you. While this may be the end of season one, it definitely isn't the end of this podcast. I'm just getting started. So don't go too far, because we'll have a lot of catching up to do. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked this episode, make sure you share it with your friends. And if you haven't already, hit that follow button so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I can't wait to get all caught up with you again soon.